yo, 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 oh my goodness, season two of Here for the Donuts. I'm Amina. I'm Missy. And we are here, here for, for the, the Donuts. donuts. So There is so much body rolling going on in here. We really, next episode, we really need to film ourselves mm-hmm. <laughs> recording this mm-hmm. because, listen, there's all the body rolls and things that like our people don't get to see that we're doing. But even though you can't see it, you should body roll where you are. It's like a version of car dancing, which last night... I had some car dancing mm. that was dangerous. Oh. Mm-hmm. There was some definite swerving and I was like, okay. <laughs> let's focus on, let's focus on what things <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Megan Trainer did that song, Dance Like Yo Daddy. <laughs> Have you heard it? No. <gasps> you, it, she actually says at the beginning of the song, try not to dance to this. Because you cannot not dance when you hear this song. Wow. But when I dance like my daddy, (laughs) (laughs) there's that, um, I think it's called the Holy Ghost Hop. Wow. Wait. You know that where you're just kind of like kicking kicking, a leg up. You're kicking a leg up. I'm here for it. Mm -hmm. One leg at a time, Mm -hmm. you know, but then you can kind of (laughs) add. It's like you just added the wop to the Holy Ghost. Yeah. mm -hmm. I'm here for it. You know? Yeah, I'm here for it. Mm -hmm. So that's when she says dance like your daddy. That's that's the part. That's your dance. But I'm driving. That's hard Mm because you can't, you got to have one hand Mm -hmm. at least. And then she says to move like your mama. And so that's like some hip action, (laughs) you know? I have never So then I'm like moving like my mama. (laughs) (laughs) See, my dad only has one dance, which he calls the Smurf, but I don't have any proof from anyone else that that's actually the smurf what is the old man overbite because she says that in the song it's like it's like where you bite your bottom lip kind of i do that because i figured but i didn't know what else i was supposed to be it's like you, gotta... <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you gotta bite it <laughs> that looks dirty it is kind of i think it almost seems like more like something like a like an old uncle would do. That's Ew. like an old uncle dance. Ew. You know, that's like when you were like at the club. I don't know if this ever happened to you. Where like you went to the club, you're like in your 20s. Mm-hmm. For some reason when you're in your 20s, it is a time that older men find you like more interesting or attractive. We know why. But they do. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what happens. You're like at that club and this uncle who's wearing like the linen suit with like the church socks and the sandals. Like he comes up like, hey young gal. (laughs) And he like bites that lip. That's how you know it's about to happen. About to go down. Well, today's donuts are from. (laughs) Speaking of dirty old uncles. (laughs) Mina went down to Forest Park. Went down to Forest Park. Shout out to Forest Park, Georgia, where uh, my podcast partner went to high school, That's right? Faux right. pas. Come on, faux pas. Oh, damn. 
Shout out to Forest Park. We went down to Forest Park to uh, get some donuts from Best Country Donuts. And uh, what we normally do uh, for those of our listeners that are just now tuning into our podcast, every episode we visit a different donut place, most times in Atlanta because that's our home base. But sometimes you don't know. 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 Sometimes mm-hmm. Missy and I are out in these streets. Uh, we've we've had donuts in Kansas City. We've had donuts in Austin, Texas. So you you don't know. You don't know where we might be. But most of the times we're in Atlanta, and we were uh, in South Atlanta, South Side. I'm here for it. Here for it. At Forest Parks, best country donuts. And what we do is the three of us, our uh, producer, what up, DJ Updiggy, we all just have sort of like a buffet situation. <laughs> we each pick two or three donuts that we think we'll like, and then we kind of like cut them up. But so, DJ Updiggy does not cut his up. You know what? I'm um, actually, that's fact. He eats his entire donut, <laughs> and then he eats part of ours. And then if you don't catch, if you don't either order doubles of what he also ordered, um, you're never going to know what that tastes like. You're mm-hmm. just going to have to trust whatever he describes that tasted like because there was one donut there was like an old-fashioned mm-hmm. sour cream donut that was in there that i was hoping we were gonna have two of but we only had one and i looked around that thing mm-hmm. that thing was gone yeah so uh I, I always especially when you're going to a mom and pop donut place that tends to do more of like your classic style donut which i would say a uh, best country donuts falls into that category um, although listeners, uh, they describe themselves as making California style donuts and Missy and I have not been able to find a definition of what a California style donut is. So if you know that, please report back and let us know. Cause I'm curious about that. So I always like when you're going to a place like this, that has the classic donut. I always like to start with that plain glaze. Cause if the plain glaze is going right, everything else is going to go great. And that plain glaze was amazing. Mm-hmm. Now, will you talk about the kolache, which is it's not quite a donut, but something about it to me is a little, it's like a little donut-like. Will you describe the kolache? Because that's a little of a Texas thing, and I was really happy to find it at Best Country Donuts. Uh, well, there was cheese mm-hmm. in the center of, would you call it a hot dog? Sausage. It wasn't a sausage. It wasn't a sausage? No, it was more... Some some place between a hot dog and a sausage? More like a... um. A hot sage. Yeah, it was a hot sage. <laughs> with cheese in the middle. And that kind of thing is for me, like, I know I'm not supposed to eat this. <laughs> when there's a cheese product involved, mm-hmm. I feel like I shouldn't eat it, but I'm going to anyway. Right, right. So it felt kind of rebellious. Okay. It felt a little rebellious. I mean... Uh, the outside of it was... Donut-like, but it wasn't sweet at all. Okay, okay. More like... Just the texture and the fluff. Some kind of bread. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Kolaches. Almost like challah bread without the sweetness. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't have a whole one, but I had a little bite just so I could know what we were mm-hmm. dealing with here. Did you get it? Was it a spicy one? Yes, yes. Because that's the one that DJ Diggy ordered. You know, mm. I had to get that bite in before. Were the jalapenos in the bread part? Or the sausage part? They were baked onto the top. Hmm. Hmm. And then I think the cheese was spicy and the hot sage that was inside also was like spicy mm. inside it. Mm-hmm. So that was good. What else did you have? Other other donut things? 
had, well, I had my favorite, which is the strawberry iced. Mm -hmm. There were no sprinkles, so points off for that. I'm sorry, Forest Park. But I think it's better with sprinkles. But it was good. Mm -hmm. It was just like the glazed one, but with the strawberry icing. Okay. So it still had that sweetness and that lightness, but Mm -hmm. then it had the strawberry icing on top. So that was good. Then I had a maple glazed eclair. Ooh, wee. Mm Mm-hmm. That looked really, really Mm -hmm. good. It was real good. Mm. It was better than a regular. I've never gotten one of those before. Really? Mm-hmm. Usually okay. I just get one with chocolate on top. Yeah. Unless we're going to um, Sublime. That's like the one place where mm-hmm. we get the one. But that's mm-hmm. not an eclair. It just has the cream. It's just mm-hmm. cream filled. There's yeah. a difference there between eclair and cream filled, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Yeah. It's more like a custardy mm-hmm. for the cream. Mm-hmm. And eclair is like a whippy. Mm-hmm. And that was good. I, really... I ate way too much. My tummy's really full. <laughs> That's why we're here for the donuts. That's my confession. Confessions. Also, um, I had a chocolate glazed donut and I just, that is a real favorite of mine. There's something about the chocolate glaze that just, there's like a certain element of moisture that's happening. Mm -hmm. And I really want to go back to Best Country Donuts to try their chocolate glaze sour cream donut. I'm just like, I think I'm a sucker for desserts with sour cream in them because I also feel this way about sour cream cakes, like a pound cake that has sour cream in it. Hmm. So I'm always here for that. Well, uh, we need to talk about who around here needs a donut. Someone needs a donut. Donut. Because in life, someone always needs a donut. Um, I'm going to start, uh, we have an episode this season where we're talking about parties and party etiquette. And I've been at a couple of parties recently and we're talking about lessons that require adulting today's for today's episode. And, uh, one thing that I want to (laughs) say, this is the first time I've ever done this. Normally for someone needs a donut, I feel like, you know, this person, they're going through this thing. They had a bad attitude. They need a donut. And people who don't follow party etiquette, particularly cookouts, Thanksgiving functions that involve food, people who don't follow the etiquette of if you come to that function, bringing an item that others can also drink or eat A part of me wants to say those people need a donut, but then I also feel like they need their donuts taken away. No, I'm not here for that. Mm. that. (laughs) Yeah. This almost feels like... They need a donut timeout. Yes. This is the time you don't get to have a donut. Like We had a gathering at the house recently, and uh, a friend of ours, shout out to the homie, brought a dozen donuts from revolution donuts and i was like you know what that's the right thing to do Mm -hmm. that is the right thing to do sir thank you you know and like most everybody just like brought various things chips drinks cakes side dishes but there is an element of wrong when you want to come to eat the food and you don't bring food to assist Mm -hmm. that person is like the level below needing a donut. You now need a donut timeout. 
Like if I had the donut I could give you, I would hold the donut in my hand and explain to you why you don't get to eat it. Mm-hmm. What is your someone needs a donut? Someone needs a donut. Donut. Uh, so on our Facebook page, Here for the Donuts podcast. Shout out. I shared a thing from Once a Month Mills. Meals. I feel like I'm saying that very Southern. <laughs> once a month meals. I was like, who? I was like, someone is milling once a month? <laughs> I was like, oh, she means like a meal. A meal. A meal. You know, when you when eat a meal. the meals. <laughs> Come on, Southern. Come on, honey. Oh, once a month meals. That's how I mean to say that. Uh, you have one hour to eat 300 Krispy Kreme donuts. Who do you choose to help you? So 300 Krispy Kreme donuts in 60 minutes. Oh, gosh. Is that like five a minute? Oh, which actually, I mean, that would be a long haul for the hour. But I think if if I had to choose a brand of donut to have to eat Oh yeah, that it would be a glazed Krispy Kreme mm-hmm. is the right move because yeah. you could down It's like eating a cloud. Quite a few of those before yeah. it would hit you. Mm-hmm. 300 is like, I don't know. I could definitely do 5 in 1 minute. Mhm. But I don't think I could like continuously do that for an hour. And I don't know that there's a friend I would want to invite into that. If there's two of you, you would only have to do two and a half a minute. Oh, okay. So it's like you have 300 donuts to eat, but you have this friend who could also come mm-hmm. and help you eat 150 of them. And it actually does not say you have to limit yourself to one. It just says who. Oh, so you could have a gang of friends. Mm-hmm. We need to, I almost, now that we're talking about this, feel like we need to have a time that 300 Krispy Kreme donuts are made available and see how many of our listener friends would meet us, mm-hmm. how long it would take 300 donuts to be eaten. I'm glad we're talking about this. Okay, continue on. Yeah, we could totally do that. So, shout out to Christy Brokaw and Shanna Early. Uh, I don't know where they're from, or I would say that. Uh, At first, I thought they were trying to throw us some shade, because uh, Christy was like, this is a nightmare. (laughs) Oh, no. And I was like, first of all, why are you following a page called Here for the Donuts if you don't want to eat 300 donuts in an hour? Key questions. We are literally here like, for the donuts. Like literally here. That's true. I hope everybody knows that. Yeah. Right now. I hope that's clear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm kind of going through this phase in my life, which I thought was hormones and it never went away through like three months now. Mm-hmm. So it's just like where I'm just like evidently very committed to calling out injustice mm-hmm. when I see it. Mm-hmm. So I kind of was like, well, then what donuts would you prefer? Okay. And that's when they were like, no, we're here for the carbs, but never Krispy Kreme. And here's why. Hmm. Shanna says, years ago, we were involved in a youth ministry that would periodically bring a truckload of Krispy Kremes to our little West Texas town, which we would then sell at various locations around. It was not a great experience for us, so we have a sort of post-traumatic donut reaction. (laughs) So basically, any donuts are better than Krispy Kremes for us. So uh, I'm going to say that they're a youth pastor. Yep. Needs a donut. Yeah. Clearly he needed a donut. If he was making them mm. go around and sell 
fundraising. My churches never did that. We always did those candy bars. Oh yeah, we did those. What were those like a box? We did like a box of like M and M's or something. Uh huh. And you'd be like trying not to eat half of them. Man, so hard. I do remember in college though doing that very Krispy Kreme fundraiser mm. that Christy and her friend are describing. I do remember doing that. That almost feels like, like I remember my first daycare when I was growing up. Uh, our punishment was if you broke a rule that there was this little, like the whole place was carpeted, but there was this little patch that was tile. And if you like were disobedient, you had to go stand on the tile and jump up and down. And now as an adult, I'm like, that was like the worst kind of punishment because you took something that was supposed to be fun to me as a child. (laughs) (laughs) You made it like really embarrassing. It's like somebody being like, you have to go over there and play jacks, you know? And now you're like, (laughs) while you're trying to play jacks. And to me, that is what it's like making somebody sell Krispy Kreme donuts to fundraise. It's like you took something that was supposed to be fun and a treat. Mm -hmm. And now... And, and the other thing about the candy bars, when you fundraise with candy bars, you can like have a little bit of time on that because the M&Ms or the candy bars are not going to spoil, True. but yeah. you get like a truckload of Krispy Kreme donuts. Yeah. You are limited as to the amount of time you have to move the units. I just have to say how delighted I would be though, if somebody showed up at my door <laughs> randomly on a Saturday morning and was like, I brought you these donuts. Would you like to buy these donuts? I mean, <laughs> you don't have to leave your house. Man. Just some donuts just show up. They're doing that now. What? People are doing that. Uber Eats and all them. Man, we need to mm-hmm. we need to use Uber Eats one time. <gasps> I'm here for we it. We could have done that today. We could have done it today. <clears throat> Let me make a note. So our next podcast, y'all, we are going to try Uber Eats. For the donut delivery. Come on. Come on. Yes. Yes. Okay. We're going to try that. This is why it's important if you talk about your, your, your someone needs a donut. So this youth pastor and people who show up to the cookout um, with nothing. You, 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 you need a donut, but because of the way you misuse the opportunity, you need a donut timeout. That's what's going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what confessions do you have today? Or confession. Confession. I ha- actually have a couple. They're small. There's nothing sensational this week. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the really sensational confessions I can't say out loud. Right. Because mm. <laughs> y'all know I've been doing some some things. Uh, so I'll talk about two things. One, I am currently overusing my dry shampoo. <laughs> Can you discuss the logistics of how one knows when one is overusing the dry shampoo, though? I don't think that you should use it two days in a row. (laughs) Like, my understanding, my understanding, like, this is what it says on my dry shampoo. Okay. That it's good for that... That day that you're like, I know that today is the day that I need to wash my hair. Right. But I don't have time or whatever. Um, And so you can use it for that day. But my understanding is that it's not for every day. Like, it, you have to actually wash your hair. Oh. Sometimes. In between. (laughs) 
<clears throat> so I'm I'm doing it like today's the day I should be washing my hair, but I'm not going to, but mm-hmm. a lot of days <laughs> in a row. <laughs> yes. Okay. Along these lines, um, my confession confessions, confessions is that I've discovered that late 30s Amina is stinkier than younger Amina and requires more maintenance. so some of the ways that i used to survive are not acceptable now i'm basically doing what you're doing with Uh the dry shampoo Uh just in or maybe i was doing that with other in other areas and now just as we're talking about adulting today just having to have that talk it's like that moment that you realize you've aged out of charlotte ruse like you can walk by Mm -hmm. You can maybe get someone a gift in there. You might find a purse or a pair of earrings, but don't you buy that bustier, girl. You have aged out mm-hmm. of wearing that. It's like an, an aging out of certain practices <laughs> that were acceptable one time that are now not acceptable anymore. I have another confession. Come on. Confessions. Yesterday I shaved between my eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> Let me, let me also add, because <laughs> that's a, like, you know, you might can do that in your teens or something when yeah. you don't know better, yeah. but a 36-year-old woman knows better. I'm going to tell Did you this. Anyway. Confessions. Confessions. We were going to a family function. You were also there not too long ago, and I went to put on my lip gloss and looked at my chest, and I don't know what that nursery rhyme is where it's like by the hairs of my chinny chin chin. <laughs> I don't know which one that was, but I literally looked mm-hmm. in there and was mm-hmm. like, you know, there's like a there's like a level where you have a small enough number of hairs on your chin that you fall under the most mammals have hair on their bodies. Right. This is fine, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay. But then when we're reaching our late 30s now, there's more hair. And how does it get to be two inches before you see it? Man! This is what I want to know. So I was so embarrassed by the amount of curly (laughs) cues that were under my chin that I literally made Matt go to Family Dollar up the street from your parents. And I was like... You have to go in there and get me a razor. <laughs> I'm in the car. Like, do you know the way you have to hold your face to try to get those hairs off yeah. of there? Yeah. It's like a, you gotta like suck your, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta tuck your lip up. Yeah. But also kind of like give yourself a double chin is what I do. Yeah. And then I gotta, I kind of gotta hold my face like my grandma when she's disappointed but pull it up enough <laughs> that I can access my chin. And doing that before you're going to a family gathering, that is also my confession of a thing I did with a razor that is like, girl, you had razors at the house. You were just at your house. Mm-hmm. You didn't notice you had these curly cues, girl. <sighs> I think this is a great transition mm-hmm. into what we're talking about yeah. today. And today's episode, we are talking about uh, just the things that we have learned in our attempts to adult. And I want to ask you, Missy, what 
what is like, do you remember a moment that you were like, and now I am officially an adult? Do you remember that moment where you were like, I'm not, I'm not a kid anymore. I'm not a college student. Like I'm out here adulting on everyone. It was sometime after my 30th birthday. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to remember the exact circumstance. Might've been when I turned 33. Okay. Okay. And I felt like, um, I'm not going to do dumb things anymore. Mm -hmm. Like that. It was like, oh, I'm going to be smart now. Mm -hmm. I know what I'm doing kind of thing. Cause your twenties just really feel like you don't know what you're doing. You don't, you're doing a lot of dumb stuff and you don't know that it's dumb. You actually might think that it's very smart. <laughs> and some of and it, it's not, you knew that it was prop you were probably going to think it was dumb later mm -hmm. but then i remember feeling like well this is my time to <laughs> <laughs> eat wendy's seven times a week <laughs> this is my time to date stupid men this mm -hmm. is my time mm -hmm. you know like everyone else got their time this is my time and even though i knew some of those things were gonna like come back and bite me later yeah I think my moment was when I moved into my first apartment. I was 27. I had been living with a married couple. Um, shout out to Dedrick and Kimberly. I've been living with them. So I was like, I was working a job, you know, I was doing those things and that felt very adult. But when I finally was like, just living in my own place, my first apartment by myself, I had to go there and sign the, you know, sign all the contract, whatever that was, the lease. And uh, put my deposit in and sign up for all the utilities and like do all that. That like first night in my apartment with basically like a bed and I had a really weird hand-me-down red couch that wasn't really comfortable for much. It was like you could sit on it, like sitting on it was comfortable, but it was, it almost looked like a couch that came out of Beetlejuice. <laughs> do you remember when Winona Ryder's parents like bought the house after the couple that was haunting it had I've died. I've never seen Beetlejuice. <gasps> what? We must do this. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to watch anything that appeared to be satanic. <laughs> when I was growing up. <laughs> okay, listeners, don't worry, guys. We are going to do this before Halloween comes. Okay. We're going to do this because Beetlejuice, I'm, I'm not a scary movie person, you uh -huh. know, because I have nightmares, so I can't take it. But Beetlejuice is actually a pretty funny, yeah. like a funny, scary movie. Yeah. But there's a portion of it where there's a couple living in this home. Something happens to them. They die. But they're sort of in that like, are we dead? Are we in purgatory? Like they don't know where they're at. And Beetlejuice is someone who can go between where the dead live and where the people who are alive live. Anyway, Winona Ryder. That's why I couldn't watch it because only Jesus can do that. <clears throat> only Jesus can do that. So this is Winona Ryder when Winona Ryder was Winona Ryder. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? When it was like everybody wanted that haircut, that style she had. So she's like the teenager of the family that moves into this house now. And they turn this house into like modern design gone horribly wrong. 
So when we see the movie, you will understand that the couch I had looked like it belonged in their house. It's like really trying very hard to be modern, but it's also being super uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But I was like, well, here I am with my two pieces of furniture (laughs) and my (laughs) little kitchenette. (laughs) This is what adulting is like. And then discovered along the way some problems. Did you have, let's discuss this first. What were the pros of living in an apartment? Okay, so I lived in a whole bunch of apartments. My first apartment was uh, in the ghetto in Riverdale. Okay. I got a room of this apartment was allotted to me. In Riverdale, Georgia? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Okay, Mm -hmm. okay. Uh, I moved out pretty much the day after I graduated high school. Okay, this the first is time. new information. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm with Yeah, it. and I worked with this chick. She was a single mom, and she had an apartment in this, um, like, it had to be like a government housing type complex that um, I was paying her rent for a room mm-hmm. there. And I lived there for maybe for like that summer, um, and I bought most of my groceries at a gas station with a credit card. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I probably had like a five hundred dollar limit, and this I went home a lot much, to yeah. get mm-hmm. food. <laughs> and, uh, your parents knew you were uh-uh. there getting food. No, they you were just, at work. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd get food and do my laundry <laughs> and take a nap sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I took with me my bed and my dresser. No, no, I did. I buy a bed for that. I think I did. Wow. Yeah, I bought a little twin size bed for that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And but I did take my dresser and that may have been all I had was a bed and a dresser. Mm-hmm. And anyway, it didn't really work out because she yelled at me a lot. Oh dear. Yeah, she got she was she was mean. That's another thing about the early points of adulting is having a lot of bad roommate and housemate mm-hmm. situations. That's that's a tough yeah. one. And mm-hmm. then I got robbed. Not there, but somewhere else. Oh. And uh, I went back home because I was scared. And I was 18. Right. So I stayed home for like a few months. And then I moved to Texas. Okay. And went to Bible college. And we stayed in on-campus apartments, which we called dorms, but they were actually like one bedroom apartments with four people living in them. Oh, bless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was interesting. I had a lot of, um, my theory is that at Bible college, one in four girls is uh, mentally unstable. Okay. Is this true more so in Bible college than just in your average college scenario? Just anecdotally, do you feel like? I think so. Okay. <laughs> Okay. I could be wrong. Okay. Mm -hmm. But it is my belief. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I definitely lived that out. Four different semesters of roommates. Mm -hmm. I had one that was super great. Loved her. She had just... um, Actually, I think she had graduated high school early. She was like a genius. And um, she didn't speak much English. She mostly spoke Spanish and Hebrew. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, Gina. She's still one of my good friends. And she taught me how to make tortillas, and I taught her how to use Tupperware. Mm-hmm. And uh, to flush the toilet paper. Mm-hmm. And um, she taught me Spanish, and I taught her English. So it was fantastic, but we had some awful... Oh, dear. Awful Mm-mm. roommates Mm-mm. along the way. But then after that, 
<clears throat> I lived still on campus in campus housing, but alumni housing. And that's when I got my first real, like, I got a couple couches that my friend's parents were getting rid of. They were white, kind of Victorian-style fabric. Yeah, yeah. Not something I would have chosen, but, <laughs> you know, it was free. Right, And right. then my roommate got a butcher block table, which I accidentally cut the top of it all up. Oh, no. With an exacto knife. Oh, no. Doing a craft. Oh, yeah. She bless. laughed though. She was real sweet. Oh, about it. She okay. just laughed and was like, "Well, there's my new table." Oh, things you do when you're in your twenties. Because mm-hmm. I think I feel like that happened in my thirties. I'm like enraged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I took that same bed to Texas. That same the twin same size twin bed. bed. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um and my same dresser, which had Cabbage Patch Kids on it, because <laughs> I'd had it my whole life. And um then when we got married was probably my first real apartment apartment. Mm-hmm. Like we're paying for this. It was in Oak Cliff in Dallas, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, but it had there. It, well, <laughs> for a while there was a gate to get into the apartment until somebody ran it down and then they never fixed it. Yes. That sounds like a first apartment. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there was a dude on the other side of us that played really loud music late, late into the night there were often helicopter searches for criminals <laughs> going on outside. That's the first apartment. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, we lived there less than a year uh, because we decided to move to Atlanta. Oh, okay. And then we just paid the rest of the rent to get out of it because it was like, no, whatever you want. If you want us to pay three more months rent because that's what we signed, whatever, we'll do it. So we got a little bit of... It was kind of a combination of my husband's Walmart furniture from his first apartment, which he lived in the projects in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, him and his roommate lived there on purpose as like an outreach thing. Okay. And um, also because they didn't have any money. I'm mm-hmm. sure that was part of it. But mm-hmm. the main thing was they want, like they had an open door thing for all the little kids in all the apartments that could like come hang out in the afternoon when their parents were home and stuff like a safe place mm-hmm. for them to go. That was the main reason why they lived there, but they had like mostly Walmart futons and stuff like that. Yeah. Which if you've listened to our marriage podcast uh, bless. episode, mm-hmm. you know what that was for. Yeah. And why you should never sit on one. Yeah. Don't sit on those Walmart Mm-mm. futons. Don't, whatever you do. At don't. people's houses. Please Mm-mm. don't do that. Mm-mm. So anyway, <laughs> um, it, it was like mostly a lot of furniture that was like, you couldn't move it without it falling apart. Okay. That was our first apartment. And we had a vacuum cleaner. We had to get a vacuum cleaner. Mm-hmm. And uh, we actually had some friends that lived in the same complex and we had... Maybe it was their vacuum cleaner. <laughs> now that I think about to it. To be it clear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, it didn't work very well. Which always sucks when we live in an apartment because, mm-hmm. you know, all the apartments I lived in were just mostly carpet. Mm-hmm. And, and it's that cheap kind of carpet man, that comes up. And yes, mm-hmm. the shedding mm-hmm. all over everything. Yeah. Oh, I my first apartment, I really, really, I really loved it that I had by myself. But I do remember doing something that I would never do again, which was I wanted to live in in an apartment that had a washer and dryer. Mm. But I also, I was working a corporate job at the time, but I also knew I was pretty sure I was going to quit my job. (laughs) 
So I needed to get the apartment while I was still working there and I needed to get an apartment at a, at a rate of rent that I could still afford should I have quit this job. And so the one apartment that I really liked, and there's all these weird things you're thinking about when you're living alone. Like I remember this apartment complex had a terrace level where like you would like park your car, but you'd walk down into your apartment. Hmm. And that just always felt like a place I was going to die. It just always <laughs> felt like that's where mm-hmm. something terrace. Somebody's going to be sitting there in mm-hmm. the wings of that staircase. That's the end of me. So I could never do the terrace. And then I didn't like to be on that first floor where somebody could just like decide to climb your balcony like a hurdle and just like go into your apartment. That always Mm -hmm. made me like feel really weird. So it had to be at sort of like what would have been the second, (laughs) the second one where somebody had to like really work hard to Mm -hmm. climb up the terrace to get to like your little balcony. The only thing that thing didn't have is it didn't have the plugs for washer and dryer. And they were like, we'll give you I forget how much money it was. They were like, we'll give you this much money off your rent. And whatever that money was felt like amazing to me. <laughs> and so I took the lease with no ability to wash my clothes in the apartment, which I immediately regretted because when you're in college, it's kind of like, at least where, like in our school, it was kind of like where you washed your clothes. I mean, you, depending on where you were, what dorm you were in, you didn't really have to like sit there and watch it. I mean, every now and then you had somebody like steal your clothes or something, Mm -hmm. but for the most part, like that wasn't really a thing. You could like steal somebody's clothes. Like they're not going to see you wearing it. Please, please. I mean, it happened. It just never happened to me. Mm -hmm. And I would just like try to make sure I got in there and, you know, but you had that option of like doing that. Mm -hmm. Whereas once you are in an apartment going to a laundromat somewhere, you can't be like, I'm mm-hmm. going to throw these clothes in here and go live my life, go about my day and come back later. Girl, right. yeah, you will come back with all there. your clothes mm-hmm. gone. So I definitely regretted that over the year of just constantly being like, hey, girl, uh, what are you up to this weekend? Oh, that's cool. Um, Hey, we haven't seen each other in a while. You think I could like come by with three bags of laundry to your house? <laughs> <laughs> Some of my best memories are hanging out with my friends in laundromats. Oh, uh, see, see that's like a buddy system. Yeah, laundry. that's mm-hmm. better. But see, I didn't have, the rest of my friends were just like, you know, they were gasping and clutching their pearls. Like, Well, when I was, I was a nanny for a while. And when she found out I was doing my laundry at laundromats, she was like, that is disgusting. No. <laughs> Please bring your laundry to my house when you come to work and do your laundry here. Oh, gosh. So then I did that for a while until I didn't work for her. And then the apartment complex we lived in when we got married had a little laundromat. Kind of thing where Mm -hmm. it was just like local to the place. Mm -hmm. I think we had one too. I remember using that a couple of times, but then I just felt like, I feel like I have to sit here. I just always felt like really nervous about that for some reason. Okay, so apartment living pros are there was management when there were bugs. Well, we'll get to that later because there sometimes <laughs> right. that management doesn't work yeah. in your favor yeah. depending on where you live. Just throwing that out there. But when you're in like a like a really nice, you know, like customer service place, they really want to keep it nice for everybody. Then like they are making sure your pest control gets scheduled. Mm-hmm. You have somebody to call for that. If something breaks, you, you know, you can be like, well, the oven's not working. Somebody's got to come and fix it. Like mm-hmm. that was a huge pro. But the <clears> con, you have to mow the grass. You did not have mm-hmm. to mow the grass. Yes. Or landscape. No. At, or take care of the pool. No, never had to worry about any of that. That was really a pro. 
I feel like my cons in part were the neighbors mm-hmm. and the thinness of the walls between there that sometimes I just don't, whatever you're doing, I don't want to have to be privy to your Friday night activities just because I share a wall with you. That was a definite con. Mm-hmm. What other pros, cons did you experience in your time of apartment living? This kind of goes along with the neighbors, but the people that visit the neighbors. Oh, dude, that is right. Somebody hit our car one time. Oh my like, gosh. Pretty good. Nah. Left. Mm-mm. And then now you're just stuck like, oh, okay, so mm-hmm. no one's saying anything. I'm going to have to... Hmm. Uh, another con was uh, like getting packages. Oh, yeah. Because you have to go to the office. Yeah. Most of the time. Mm-hmm. And even getting your mail, if you have to go to one of the little boxes and put your key in. Yeah. It's like an extra stop on your way home. How many days I was so tired, yo. And I was like, for real? Also taking out the trash. Mm-hmm. Now, I know a couple mm-hmm. of people now that they live in apartments that have, what do they call it? Like... It's like a trash valet or something. They just put it outside their door. Yeah, but like I never lived in an apartment like that. Mm-hmm. So it was like when you got time to take the trash out, you bought to have to... I remember trying all these remedies that never worked. It just felt like an episode of Double Dare. <laughs> it was like, well, I'm going to sit this trash bag on top of the trunk of my car. <laughs> uh, nope, didn't yep. make it. <laughs> I'm going to try sitting this trash bag in my trunk. Mm-hmm, but leave the trunk open. I did that. Yeah, and then like inevitably almost every time I did that I would hit some speed bump and my trunk would close so then I'd be like well is that gonna smell like raw eggs or Mm -hmm. whatever in there Mm -hmm. man come on you know all this stuff we lived in one where like it had the trash compactor but people never used the compactor part which would help there not be trash all over the place Mm -hmm. so then our other neighbors would just get tired of it and they would just like leave stuff like outside well that's what i was gonna say was a pro was you could throw away questionable things (laughs) a lot easier that's true i find that i that's a good point i for somebody that does not buy uh disposable diapers Mm -hmm. paper towels Mm -hmm. or uh napkins or feminine pads mm-hmm. that are disposable because mm-hmm. I just, the amount of trash that that equates to, I, right. I can't, I'm not comfortable with. I throw away strange things <laughs> sometimes that I'm like, oh, gosh. is the trash man going to take this? Mm-hmm. If I can f- fit it in my trash can, I'm pretty sure he has to, but I'm not, I'm often afraid that he's going to be like, I'm not taking that. <laughs> or I hide things. In the trash, mm, like mm-hmm. try to put some trash bags on top of it. <laughs> in an apartment, you could throw whatever you wanted to in that dumpster. That's actually very true. That's very true. I remember my mom had a storage unit and we had to go back to Texas to clean it out. And I remember uh, just on some GP, we went back to the apartment complex where we had lived years ago in Texas and just commandeered their trash area of all of these like very strange combat like very strange combination of things that you find in a storage unit and i was like somebody is gonna get this and be like what happened here (laughs) what's going Mm -hmm. on but we were like you know what we used to pay rent here one time you guys owe us the use of this Mm -hmm. this is what we're doing so what was the transition like from living in an apartment to moving into your first home 
was, did you plan to buy your first home at the time that you did, or did that happen sooner or later than you planned? Uh, my own parents did not buy their first home until, um, I was headed off to college. Okay. So I grew up in rental houses. Like that was normal. And I didn't. Like, I think I might have had some friends that their parents owned their home, but in my mind, they were like my rich friends. So I don't know if it was ever even, if it ever even seemed like an option to me to own a home. Um, <clears throat> so we rented, our first house was here in Atlanta, Georgia, $700 a month. Man, I wish. For a three bedroom Come on, two that rent house. was great. Three mm-hmm. bedrooms, two bathrooms for seven hundred dollars. Wow. Fenced in backyard. Wow. Mm-hmm. It was great. We lived there for three years. I think three years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we lived there about three years, and it was good that um, it came with a washer and dryer. Which when we moved out, they actually let us buy for one hundred and fifty dollars and take with us. Wow. Mm-hmm. And um, the landlord came and cut the grass, which shame on us because he was an old man. Oh, but we didn't have a lawnmower. Right. And we were young, 20s, brand new parents. Yeah. I mean, we basically we moved in two days after our first baby was born. Wow. Mm-hmm. So we let him. You were moving. What am I saying? That's one of my I'm top just... top three dumbest things I've ever done in my life. Oh my gosh. Was move two days after having a baby. I can't even know. I'm not here for that. It's for ridiculous. That. Wow. I would slap somebody Mm-mm. if they told me. Never in my life Mm-mm. they were going to do that. Mm-mm. But I did that. Wow. Mm-hmm. That was a terrible idea. Wow. Yeah. So we rented that one for a while and then we decided to move to, to Alabama Rented a house there for a year, and um, the landlord kind of did us dirty because um, Brent had told him he was thinking about applying for a job. Uh, We were considering doing like a lease-to-own kind of thing with Mm -hmm. this house, Mm -hmm. and they lived down the street, Um, and we went to church with them and stuff, so they knew something about us to be willing to do a let's-see-how-this-works kind of thing. Um, it was a super nice house and Brent told him he was thinking about applying for a job somewhere else, like in Tennessee or something, which my husband does about every six months, <laughs> thinks about applying for a job somewhere right, else. Right, right. Um, never actually applied, but they took that as, um, this is unstable and we're kicking you out now. <gasps> And put the house on the market. What? Yeah. And I had just had a, a baby. Oh. I had just had my third baby. So then we had to deal with all the like phone calls of somebody's coming to look at the house in two hours. Oh, And no. I've got a newborn, a two-year-old and a one-year-old. No. That I have to like get out at na- Or like showing the house during nap time. Oh. You know, like stuff like that. Riding around in the car with sleeping kids while they show the house to somebody. Unacceptable. I mean, they just like did us all kinds of dirty. And our response to that was, we are not ever renting again. Hmm. To be kicked out like that was terrible. So we did everything wrong when we bought our first house. We didn't have our own real estate agent. We just used the real estate agent that came with the house, who it turns out works for the builder. Wow. (laughs) And not you. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. 
So we bought this house that was being built tiny. It was more like a cottage. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was like maybe 1,200 square feet. And we're moving in there with three kids. And uh, that was my first introduction to owning a home, being that nothing had been troubleshooted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In this house. Mm-hmm. Since nobody had ever lived there. So mm-hmm. it was like there was a problem with the water heater. We got to have a plumber come fix that. There's a problem with the phone line is running down the gutter of the street for six months because they haven't buried it yet. And having to get somebody to come fix that. And, you know after there was a right. main line water the main water line was punctured and it was like flooding yeah. the backyard all it took us like a year to figure out what was doing that i mean it was like mm, wow pretty terrible yeah mm-hmm. so then from that i was like okay i'm never gonna buy a brand new home <laughs> again <laughs> i want a home that somebody's lived in right so we lived there for like five years and then we bought our house that we live in now and we were renting that one, mm-hmm. but the rent never got paid. The uh, old house, the, the people that house. were living in it, mm-hmm. never paid rent. And it was um, the area of town that it was in and just different things made it. There was like very little worth fighting for. Mm. So we let the bank have it back. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. This mm-hmm. this house journey mm-hmm. that you just described to me. Wow. Wow. And there are... And I feel like... You know how when you leave high school to go to college, there's like this gap between like what high school was like and what that college experience was like. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there is this gap between renting and owning something. And like, there's always parts of that that you're never prepared for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, you took a class, you read the stuff, you did the research, whatever, and you still get into it and you're like, well, no one told us this was mm-hmm. like going to be a thing. Honestly, as a full-time artist, I thought it would be a very long time before, you know, Matt and I would be able to buy a home together because I was like, so this sounds like the beginning of a joke. A poet and a DJ walk into <laughs> a bank and ask for a home loan. Like that just sounds mm-hmm. like the rabbi and the priest, <laughs> you know, are like, right there somewhere in the middle of that joke, uh-huh. you know? And I was like, I'm going to sit down in front of this banker and be like, yeah, well, I'm a poet and he's a DJ. We're ready to buy a home. They're going to be like, no one here has a real job. <laughs> <laughs> so you will not be buying a home anytime soon. We were living in a lovely condo that I loved over in Stone Mountain. You'd been there. It had this like really open window with the trees. It was so great. Well, our landlord was, she had left town, but she was moving back into Atlanta. And so it was kind of like, she moved back into Atlanta. She needs to be back living in her place. So we had a little bit of time, but it was sort of like, well, I guess we need to figure out what to do. And so I called my former roommate, who's also a real estate agent. And I was like, well, uh, I guess we need to find somewhere to live. And she was kind of like, yes. Your former roommate who helped us find our house that we're in right now. Yes, Mm -hmm. she's fantastic. Mm -hmm. So um, I went, we went with her and just like started looking at homes. And she was like, let's just look, let's just see what you'll qualify for. And before I knew it, here we were like looking at this house. I still sometimes wake up in this house like, I cannot believe. I just had a funny memory. So when we moved to Birmingham, we actually tried to see about buying a house. Okay. And um, uh, 
some family members hooked us up with their real estate agent who I'm sure had never had anybody with our budget before. Mm -hmm. And can we talk about the people on House Hunters that are like... Man, come on! I collect butterflies for a living <laughs> and my budget is $450,000. I collect butterflies and my husband makes bow ties and we have a budget of $400,000. Say what? What you say, girl? What you say? Like, I, I don't understand. understand. I do not understand. understand where these budgets come from. Mm -mm. So when we were moving, when we were in Alabama, I'm willing to bet that our budget was like $85,000. And this man, God bless him, <laughs> put Brent and me and our two children in their car seats in his Lexus. Wow. And drove us around to all the neighborhoods that we could live in in Birmingham <laughs> that were like houses that we could afford. Yeah. And all of them were like these tiny little cracker boxes and then you walk inside and I don't know if somebody died or no. there was a murder there, but there was just like stuff everywhere. You know, like the yeah. furniture was, but not where it goes. Yeah. You know, it was like the couch was pushed up to the wall facing the wrong way and... Yeah. Stuff like that. And the grass is really tall and looks like the neighbors might be drug dealers. You know, type. Yes. Yeah. Concerns. Yeah. Like, well, you can afford this house, but the plumbing hasn't been used in 10 years. You know, <sighs> things like that. Mm-mm. And so even your friend had to work a little bit of a miracle for us to afford the house that we're in now. And it was only because it was foreclosed. That wow. we were able to afford a house in that neighborhood. Which I will say for any listeners who are looking into buying homes, it makes a huge difference like working with a realtor mm -hmm. who like knows what they're doing. Please because get for, one. for Matt and I to be wanting to buy this house as self-employed people, which means we've got a bunch of 1099s running around, mm -hmm. you know, we don't have like the traditional sort of like pay stub mm -hmm. and, you know, that tax um, structure, you know, really helped to work with a really good realtor and a really good lender too, because mm -hmm. we had it happen with our house where um, it appraised lower than the seller wanted to sell this house for. And our lender was like, I don't care. I'm not writing papers up for a loan that is more than what this house is appraised for. The seller can be mad. They can stay mad. But girl. We almost lost our house because the lender would not write a loan because, um, did I say winder? No, you said lender. I said. <laughs> what you say, girl? What I mean, say? it depends on the person. You know, that's, that's what we try to tell y'all. Can we make a new get, term? A get winder. a lender, not a winder. <laughs> Nobody wants a winder. The winder would not uh, sign off on the loan because the windows were painted shut. Wow. And at the time, I see, I was still transitioning into my full adulthood okay. at the time. Mm -hmm. So I was like, why is this such a big deal? Just give us the house. We want this house. It is really hard to open a window that has been painted shut. Oh. And so the, whoever owned it, the bank, I guess, had to send somebody out to chisel open all the windows and I know now I'm very thankful. So wow. Have my back on that. Come on adulthood. Cause see, mm -hmm. I would not have like, there's so many things I would not have like peeped oh, the, about. Like the, that. My twenties version of myself would be like, well, I'm just never going to open the windows. <laughs> That's what we you have know? AC for. Hello. Right? <laughs> 
heaven help you if you need to escape from your home for right. some reason. I mean, if there's like a know. fire or we have an attic fan, you have to open the windows to yeah, run the attic make fan. make that work. Dear. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Okay. I remember when we were looking for this house, we saw a house um, that I really loved. Four bedrooms, three and a half bath. It had the nice dark wood, hardwood floor. It just looked like it was like made for you to party there. It was like Matt had, would have had like his studio and I would have had like, I mean, it just, oh, it looks so perfect. But when we pulled up, the neighbors next door were mean mugging us. Mm. And it's hard to discern when you're looking for a place to live if the neighbors are mean mugging in a protective way, mm. like who is this coming into our neighborhood? You know, we protect all the neighbors around here because I can deal with that kind of mean mugging. Or if it's mean mugging, like we got some activities going on over here Mm -hmm. and we need to know how much trouble you're going to be causing (laughs) about these activities that we're doing. And it was the middle of the day. Mm -hmm. And there were quite a few people like chilling in the yard, you know? Mm -hmm. And listen, hey, you're, you're in your residence you have the freedom to chill mm-hmm. at whatever time of the mm-hmm. day you'd like. I'm just left with a lot of questions as to why you might be chilling in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, you work night shift and <laughs> you are home during the day mm-hmm. and you take a little break when you have a snack and you sit outside with the home. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to tell myself the stuff, but I'm feeling the discomfort. I'm feeling <clears> the levels <throat> of discomfort. Mm-hmm. So I put an offer up for that house, but we didn't we didn't get the offer. So when this house came up, this house was similar to how you described your first house was, where it this it's an older home, but it it was an investor property before we moved in. So no one had been here living here, mm. you know, which it was nice that they did all the renovations. Cause let me tell y'all something. I know some people out here, y'all love Joanna and Chip Gaines and y'all love to watch these here HGTV shows and y'all want to knock down walls and stuff. Let me tell y'all something. I don't want to knock down a wall. I'm not that person. Either. I don't want to be pulling up tile. Mm-hmm. I don't even really want to paint, Missy. I just... I like painting. I just... I, I I don't want the stress of picking out the color. And I definitely don't want to be up there with my own olive oil arms. No, I'm not here for that. Here for that. Trying to paint mm-hmm. this wall. I yeah. just... I need... I at least need to like walk into the house I'm moving into and it's like done already. Because paint is something that it's like, oh, I could paint this gray and that would be really nice. But it's not like depending upon the livability of your home mm-hmm. if you do that. Right. But if your plumbing works, <laughs> yeah. that is mm-hmm. a livability issue mm-hmm. right there. You know, if I got to knock this wall down because this room over here is too tight. Nothing about that's exciting to me. Mm-hmm. Nothing about that right. soothes me. I don't want, you know, so I was like, I'm glad you guys came in here. Y'all did all the stuff. But there were a few things that because no one lived here, there were a few problems. Like the kitchen did not have hot water. When they hooked it up, they crossed the whatever the the plumbing is underneath there. They like crossed the plumbing so that it was just cold water coming out of there. So y'all can refer back to our marriage episode. But let me tell y'all something about marriage and fix it things. There is a certain level of worry that I experienced when my husband was like, I'm about to fix this. Mm -mm. There's like a tension inside. Cause I'm like, you know, this is our first time being in a homeowner situation. I don't really know you can't fix it. So I don't want to cut that off at the pass. 
However, if I lived alone, I'm not fixing any of this mm-hmm. myself. I'm, I'm calling like in somebody. immediately calling mm-hmm. someone because I just don't have time or want to figure it out. But husband, you've said you want to do this. I'm going to try to have a seat. It's basically when, when this first happened the first couple of times, it's me having a seat and clasping my hands together and like holding them against my chest so that I don't like pick up a phone <laughs> or go out to where he's fixing it and be like, what's going on out here? It's really disturbing watching a man fix something because they their movements indicate they don't care if it breaks. <laughs> you know, if you watch how they Ooh. open something or close something or grasp things, it's like um it's either going to be fixed or I'm going to break it. Concerns. Utter concerns. I will say for Matt, which I didn't know about him, thus far, he is like six and O oh hmm. of the things that he has fixed in this house. So I was proud of myself for clasping my hands together. Right. <laughs> and cutting, well, uh-huh. you know, mm-hmm. like just being like, girl, don't pick up the phone yet. Just let's see. You know, I mean, there was even one time he borrowed your chainsaw mm-hmm. to like cut that tree down. Mm-hmm. And I was like, girl, <laughs> you know, part of me wants to be like, there's some sort of like Southern Belle that comes out in these situations mm-hmm. where I want to be on the porch like, well, Red, <laughs> no, his name ain't Red, you know, Matt's name ain't Red, but in my mind, well, Red, is this really the right time of morning for a chainsaw? <laughs> Let me make you some lemonade. There's just this very strange uh-huh. Southern lady that needs to sit down and just, I, when he got out there with that chainsaw, I was like, I'm just I'm holding my hands together and just going to sit inside. Don't, don't slice up no lemons right now. You need to just, I don't know why that comes to me. Isn't that a weird? I, that is not my response. <laughs> my response is to take the chain, chainsaw and do it myself. Oh my gosh. That is definitely you though. I would be so scared. It doesn't scare you. No. There is a rule that I'm not allowed to use it if nobody's nobody else is. I have to be supervised. Okay. I injure myself. Okay. I have, I have injuries to prove it. Okay, I'm here for so that. So while we're talking about adulting and household repairs. Yeah. I've had pretty extensive experience with repairmen. <laughs> because my husband cannot fix things. He okay. usually breaks them. Okay. Worse. Mm-hmm. Like when... One time, what was it with our dryer? No, it was the dishwasher. Just needed something simple done to it. Like maybe the ring around the front of it had needed to be like repaired or something. Yeah. And my husband attempted to repair it and just turned it into like, now we just need a new washing machine. Oh no. Because <laughs> no. now it's going to cost, whatever you just broke costs so much. That, so there's, there are definitely times that uh, we just go ahead and call a repairman okay. mm-hmm. most yep. of the time, yep. mm-hmm. especially for appliances. So here's my two, my top two appliance repairman stories. Okay. The first one is our oven. Uh, our kitchen is like a chef's kitchen. Mm-hmm. So like it had like a really great, um, the stuff, the stove is like gas the oven. I can't remember what it was. There's something special about the oven. It's not there anymore. Which is the point of this story. It was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And it, the oven part wasn't working. And so my husband had taken the back part of the oven. There's like a metal 
panel on the back of the oven that protects all the wires mm-hmm. and the um, internal electrical elements in there. And he had taken it off during his attempt to fix it. Did not put it back on. Okay. Which we found out later is very dangerous. Okay. Um, because, so then, it's still not working. So we call a repairman. This guy came in. He looked like Tweedledum. I was like, is I have... Is there a reason why you said Tweedledum instead of Tweedledee? Because is Tweedledum look more dumb than I think Tweedledee? So. Okay, I just wanted to... Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had like zero confidence that this man was going to fix anything. And I'm, but I'm like, okay, whatever. You have a tool bag. So he starts, he's like about to pull out the oven. I'm like, hey, do you want, do you want me to show you where the fuse box is so you can turn off the electricity? Because that's what Brent had been doing. Mm-hmm. He had kept going down there and turning that off while he was working on it, yeah. right? And um, he was like, yeah, where is it? And I was like, it's down in the basement. And he was like, oh, no, that's okay. Like, I don't know if it was the stairs or maybe he's scared of basements. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, That's no. how this man was. No, like, no. I can't be mm-hmm. sure why you don't want to go down there, but mm-hmm. whatever. So I have, at the time, I had four small children and a baby on my hip. And the next thing I know, there are flames shooting no, out. No, no, nope. no. Of the back. No. Of the oven. No. Unacceptable. And uh, so basically he was like, well, you're missing such and such a part. I have to order it. He goes to shove the oven back up to the wall and uh, broke the um, gas line that was connected to the oven. So Mm. then all that natural gas shot out. He hadn't put that panel back on because I'm imagining because it wasn't on when he got there. Right. Mm -hmm. But still, he should have. I feel like as a repairman, you should know that those wires exposed to natural gas equals fire. Right. But he didn't put it back on. Broke the gas line and then insisted that I write him a check. Uh, first of all, I had to evacuate the house. Right. Because I was like, I don't, I don't have um, a fire extinguisher. Because oh. he turned to me like, what are we going to do about this? And I'm like, um, I'm assuming that you have something to put fires out with in your line of work. Like, is there? <laughs> oh, my gosh. You have to have a plan for this. Um, and he didn't. And he started... Uh, getting water from the sink no i feel and i was mm -mm. like okay we're leaving Mm -mm. and i took the kids across the street he did get it out and it really the only thing that was damaged was the oven and uh we got our money back from the check that i just wrote him the check and called my husband was like hey you need to call this company and be like don't cash that check right (laughs) you just cost us a new oven and we got a new oven and it's cool so and we didn't obviously did not use those repairmen again But, okay, here's my second story. Dishwasher. Hmm. The dishwasher was basically... So we we got the new oven. We had to get a new fridge almost immediately. Maybe there wasn't one. I can't... Maybe there was one and it was nasty and old and didn't work. I can't remember. But we had gotten a fridge already immediately. Got a new oven. Microwave combo after the dude set that on fire. This is all the first year Mm -mm. that we lived there. Mm -mm. Then... The dishwasher had never, like, cleaned really good, but it finally, like, died completely. So we got a new dishwasher, and uh, it kept, and it was like, you know, they're so fancy now. Like, they're throwing, like, error codes at you, and you're like, I don't know what this means. Yeah. And 
So we call a repairman as this Russian man comes in. He's my favorite repairman. Okay. He comes in, he pulls out the dishwasher, and first of all, he is like super pissed off about how the drainage hose, basically what the people that installed the previous dishwasher had done, they made a hole in the floor, they stuck the drainage hose of the dishwasher through this hole, then there's like the main pipe that leaves my house is in the basement. They made a big hole in that and just stuck the pipe from the drainage pipe from the dishwasher in it. Oh dear. But the hole in the in the main pipe was like 10 times the size of this hose from the dishwasher. Oh gosh. And he was like super mad about that. Like he he was like sta- basically stay if you can imagine a big Russian dude standing in my basement having a hissy fit. Mm-mm. That's what happened. Mm-mm. He was so mad. He was like you cannot continue to live this way. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> he was like, please if, life if, lessons from the repairman. If he was like, if something gets backed up in this pipe, then all of your <laughs> is going to come out of it into <laughs> this base. And he no. meant like literal. <laughs> yeah. No. Yes. Because when the yes. toilet flushes. Oh gosh, I'm dead right now. Uh, your husband needs to, I'm going to fix this for you right now. This is supposed to be connected to your garbage disposal. That's where the drainage hose from the dishwasher is supposed to go. Right. So he did that. He was like, your husband needs to go to the, the hardware store and get this disc that will cover. Do you know that was five years ago? No. That Missy, hole I is can't, still gaping I can't, open. I can't deal with in it. In my basement. I cannot. No. I'm pretty sure $1 is what this little cap would cost. Mm-mm. Still gaping open. A snake got in through it. No. Mm-hmm. No. I can't deal. Mm-hmm. So Mm-mm. then he kind of tries to shame me. He was like, I know what's happening here. When he fixes the dishwasher, a kernel, the dishwasher had this crazy way of filtering the water that was leaving the dishwasher had to go like through a maze along the side of the dishwasher hmm. before it hit this pipe. And a corn kernel was clogging up the entire thing. He was like, you're not washing, you're not rinsing your dishes off well. I know this is a woman thing. Wait! Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm looking at him, and I'm thinking like, no, I don't do the dishes. My children do the dishes. <laughs> it's a child thing. But uh, so it was like, the pipes are so tiny, this kernel of corn. So we were good for like three months, and then it starts doing the same thing. It's not draining, not draining. Brent tries to look at it. You have to have like a degree in mechanics to oh, figure dear. this dishwasher Mm-mm. out. The Russian guy comes back, and he's like, I thought I told you. No, I don't want the conversation to start out with, I thought I told you. You are supposed to be rinsing your di- You have not been rinsing. <laughs> well, it turns out what was clogging it this time was a piece of plastic that had broken off of another part of the dishwasher. No. It was not food. No. And so I was like, see, I have been. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know. I have been. (laughs) No, no. So I really enjoyed my interactions with this Russian man. Wow. It's like, it's like he knows the things. It's like he knows some things about adulting Mm -hmm. that he was trying to pass on because Mm -hmm. I do have moments still in my late thirties where I'm like, are the adults going to come 
and take care of this because I I don't know about this or I do know and I don't want where are the adults mm-hmm. at like the adults yeah. were supposed to come do this so it's nice when like someone like him comes in and is like mm-hmm. I'm going to be the adult this time and tell you these things and mm-hmm. then I'm walking away and you need to get in here and do your adulting stuff yeah that's kind of nice mm-hmm. I also appreciate some of the ways that he talks that just it just sounds like a I wish I could do the accent justice. <laughs> I was also kind of hanging on the edge of my seat a little bit. Like, as soon as you said he was Russian, I was like... You want me to try? I, I'm not sure I want you to try. I could try. I don't know. Yeah, your face says something different. <laughs> I just... <laughs> you do not do this <laughs> no no you cannot do this no i'm not here for that here for that here for that that was no, a sh- no, no. Come no. out of this hole <laughs> ladies and gentlemen if y'all don't if you're driving don't clap your hands no but if you're not driving clap your hands if you are driving clap your hand on the steering wheel this woman problem hand. oh my god I'm, I'm here, just, for it. here for it. Okay. This woman problem. Y'all, Missy has been telling me about these here product reviews. And before we close our podcast, and this this is probably like part one of several adulting mm-hmm. episodes that are going to happen because we just really... There's one thing I want to talk about after this, though. Okay, we okay. can close it after this. Yes, okay. There are many ways that you can adult. We are just discussing sort of like your household mm-hmm. management, mm-hmm. Yep. you know, whether you're renting or you own or whatever. There's all these like things to navigate. One of them is these things, these dishwasher ovens. When you own a home, sometimes you have to buy these things. Even when you're renting, there are like certain things that you need to buy and mm-hmm. own yourself. Sometimes you have to buy the washer and dryer. Do all that. That happened to us when we were renting. So... First of all, discuss, do you look at product reviews a lot before you make a purchase? Do you feel like, especially if it's a larger one, mm-hmm. does that make you feel like I'm informed, I'm listening to the other customers? Like, Well, I feel like there's different levels of adulting. There's the one where you're maybe an amateur adulter and you don't even look at reviews, you don't even know there's reviews. You just go and buy the dishwasher that you can afford. And some of that, and that is, you know, when you're first becoming an adult, that's kind of your only option is the one that you can afford. There's one, literally one that <laughs> that you can afford or make payments on, you know, and then as you get more mature and you have more money, then you can kind of afford to make a decision. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm at. So I'm like reading the reviews, trying to see like what's other people's experiences with this product, you know, is it really going to work? Whatever. Um, the third level is like, you have taken a portion of your day Mm -hmm. and dedicated it to writing the review, which is a whole nother level of adulting. And, and you want to have like a whole conversation about how this dishwasher changed your life. (laughs) Please, please. You know that you are adulting on a different level Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I catch myself having the conversation but I don't know that I've ever written a review 
There is definitely a um, vacuum cleaner that I will tell you ruined my life. Unacceptable. <sighs> ruined my life. Because clean floors, you wouldn't know it if you came to my house, but clean floors are very important to me. I hear that. <laughs> I don't have a lot of control over it, but I value deeply a clean floor. Mm -hmm. I might have written a review about that <laughs> vacuum yes. cleaner. Yes. And I research vacuum cleaners before I buy them like it's a car. Mm-hmm. Because at this point, you're making an investment. It's mm -hmm. not like you're just going to mm -hmm. like walk into Walmart or Target and just be like, oh, this one looks good. You know, you got to kind of be discerning about it. Um, and so uh, well, I have a good time reading these reviews and I prepared some. I feel to share that with you today. I am very interested in hearing these. The first one is uh, for a off brand white dishwasher. That costs two hundred and fifty-seven dollars and ninety cents. All right. Now, if I ha I have put out that much just for a repair on my dishwasher. Okay. So. Um, so this is on. This is definitely on the lower end. This is like maybe a fourth of the price. Okay. Probably of my dishwasher, mm -hmm. I think. It was given one out of five stars. Oh, I nice. remind you, they paid two hundred and fifty-seven dollars okay. and ninety cents for okay. it. The review is titled. Dishwasher, not. This piece of junk has no right to be called a dishwasher. I have owned it since July 2015, and so far, regardless of what setting I put it on, the dishes are not clean. Not. From all the five-star reviews, I can only assume they have never owned a pre-built overseas dishwasher. Guilty countries shall remain nameless. Our last dishwasher was a cheap, discontinued Kenmore floor model that worked great for many years. This quote-unquote thing oh. does do one operation very well, though. Any food that might be left on a plate is now permanently baked on the ceramic. Uh-uh. Perhaps. I'm tired. I don't. I'm just calling it like I see it. I don't want to hear perhaps. Perhaps. It me. Perhaps. This should have been called a kitchen kiln. I'm upset. But not a dishwasher. No. <laughs> and just just so that you can understand who I often click on the the you know you can click on the name of the reviewer yes and see what other reviews they have left yes which tells you a lot about who they are and kind of like if their values match your values mm -hmm. so this reviewer also reviewed things like uh um a thing you could lay over your computer keyboard that made the letters bigger yeah you know so i got the idea like this is an older person <laughs> also but this there was another noteworthy review which has nothing to do with okay please um, continue appliances but this same reviewer left this review, and I feel like it's a character witness. Okay, thank you. For this review is for Fifty uh, First Dates, the widescreen special edition DVD. Same reviewer as the dishwasher. Okay, night. please continue. <clears throat> Five stars. This film possesses a very rare quality lacking in most of today's films: magic. <gasps> The location shots of Hawaii, the cinematography, and the supporting cast are great, 
but what truly elevates this film is the incredible chemistry between Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. Wow. Many actors claim they can fake on-screen chemistry. Not. Not. Come on. <laughs> Hashtag not. Adam and yes. Drew literally sparkle when they're on screen together. We can sparkle. only hope they grace us again with another film. <sighs> Isn't that amazing? That is really... To be moved mm. so much by that movie and that dishwasher mm. that you wrote. I don't know how many words this is. This, this is 150. This is, this is really a person that I endeavor to become. He titled his movie review a rare quality. I I really endeavor to become this person as I I don't know if I can say as I get older, just in general. It is a a, a secret dream of mine to be an anonymous reviewer. Mm. Like I have a screen name on there, but like no one knows it's me, and just like randomly review things like this, right? And really have like an art to the way because I, 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 this happened to me on Yelp where I've read some reviewers on Yelp and did the same thing. Like, well, this is really like partly eloquent and partly I felt like there were characters introduced. Like sometimes uh -huh. they have like a person they're dating that they go to these restaurants with and they'll be like Slim Jim and I yeah. really enjoyed the lasagna at. And I'm like, Oh, who's Slim Jim? Now I can find out in these other reviews. Like, this is the person I want to be. I've gotten some friend requests on Yelp based on my reviews. Like, they'll really? thank me for my review or whatever it is on Yelp that you do for that. And then they're like, hey, I want to be friends with you. And I don't know what to do with that, so I don't ever respond. <laughs> like, I don't know if I want to be friends with you. Right. And sometimes I want to cut but what up. What does it mean? To be friends with you on Yes. Know. And sometimes I want to cut up in my review and I don't want to meet you in person. Mm -hmm. I don't ever want you to True. know me in person. Okay. Continue. Okay. So now we're going to move on to um, washing machines. <sighs> this good. is for uh, another off-brand white top-loading washing machine. <clears throat> five out of five stars. Off-brand white top-loading washing machine. Change this person's life. Um, the review is titled, Just Clean Clothes Quietly and Quickly. <laughs> That's all this man wants. Thank you for this I just title, want sir. some clean clothes Thank you quietly so and quickly. That's all yes. I want. It's not asking too much. Five well, stars. That's what you get when mm. you keep your needs simple. Mm. I just used this washer and I absolutely found a gem. The old washer, nine years old, was flooding my floor. <gasps> the nerve. So I started some research. I had a list of what I was looking for. 3.5 cubic feet or larger. This one is 3.7. Please. Top loader. Full agitator. You are not an adult if you don't understand what the agitator is Speak. and what the importance of the agitator Speak upon is. This. Speak. Yes. Must not require HE detergent. Irritates my skin. Oh, we don't want that. Manual water level setting. No automatic sensing. Never. No limit set on hot temperature. Must use 115 to 100 degree, or I'm sorry, 115 to 120 degree Fahrenheit water. Mm. Do you know what temperature water your washer uses? I mean, I don't think I do. Now I feel like I should. I don't know. Must have a second rinse. No cycles overload. No mm. automatic load balancing. Uses too much water and Timio, which I think he meant time. Must allow for soaking. No auto drain if lid left open over 10 minutes. 
I have never, I don't, I guess what he's saying is he wants to fill it up with water and leave the lid open. And the cycle still for continues it, on. For it to just soak. Oh. Where it, I thought there was like a button you turned it to that said, I want to soak this. Just, That's what my washer does. I'm just... But evidently he experienced a washer that drained if you left the lid open for more than 10 minutes, which is probably because a small child could drown. Mm-hmm. Or a Safety cat. first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No lid lock. Can add more stuff on the fly. I mean, those fly moments. Listen, you don't know. When you are running past the washer and you're like... I need to take these drawers off right now. Right now and put them <laughs> and in put the washer them right in the now. Washer. Sometimes it be like that. Oh. Well, he he found out with this Ooh. washing machine, you can do that. You never know what a pair you of boxers just... are up to. Mm. You don't know. Boxers get busy. <laughs> so this washer came right to the front of the line. Hit every requirement. Ooh. Reaction after hours of joyful use. Please... Hours of joyful use. I'm not getting enough joyful use out of my washer, Uh -uh. clearly. The machine is orders of magnitude quieter. (sighs) The spin cycle is really high speed and extracts much more water than the replaced washer. And the wash is quick with very clean clothes. Thanks to the two-speed agitator. How many speeds is your agitator? I don't even know, girl. Let me find out. Some pleasant surprises. Please. During the rinse fill cycle, the agitator pulses to move the clothes around as fresh water enters. Spin drying starts slowly and in three steps to get to the max. Quietly, too. Mm. No delicate cycle, but the permanent press cycle uses gentle cycling, pulses, and a slower spin speed. Oh, please. Every washer setting worked exactly as expected. Hot water, full tub, soap, (laughs) two rinses, no whistles. No PhD degree no. for operation settings. Just a set, a three... Wait, what does this say? Oh, it means to say just set three dials and wait for the clean clothes. Mm. Full disclosure, I do not work for this company. I designed computers and did not want one for a washer. Okay, there are internal electronic controls, but I think you know what I mean. I think you know. I want to say this is uh, four paragraphs. Wow. Four paragraphs for a white really... top loading generic washer. That was so thorough that I just. Yeah. Five stars. Wow. Wow. Can you imagine having spent that much time observing your washer? Because all I know is I put the clothes in, I put the detergent in. I shut it, I turn it on, I walk away, I come back. I throw some bras in on the fly because, mm-hmm. you know, you never know when you're walking by there and you're like, I got I got to take this bra off real quick, throw this bra in there. My machine has that auto-sensing feature that he hates. Mm-hmm. And so if you do that, it just automatically adds like a bunch of water because oh. it has already done the sensing and it doesn't know what you just put in now. Oh. I read that on the reviews and some people were like, that was a deal breaker for them. And I'm like, wow. okay, so you're telling me it's going to act like it's a full load. Okay. <laughs> but for some people oh. that was like, I'm not going to purchase this washer machine because it starts all over again when wow. I throw something in on the fly. 
So here's the Show. same machine. Same machine. Okay. One out of five stars. Okay. Do not buy this machine. No. It's titled that. Mm-mm. The washer is a classic top load washer. Mm-mm. Pros, the price. Cons. This washing machine has the design of something made 20 years ago. Oh. It is literally ripping my clothes apart. <gasps> Even on the permanent press, clothing often gets stuck underneath the drum and then the machine rips it in half as it turns. The nerve. I wish I could give it back now. Mm. I have owned this for one and a half years, bought from Lowe's. It still runs fine, but I have lost what I paid for the machine and torn clothing. Tuh. Let me tell y'all. <laughs> what I really want, there's a couple of things I want. I want this to become a regular feature mm-hmm. because these product reviews are amazing. I also think that we should see if Missy will record a video one. You know, mm. just so that oh, we can yeah. have that for you yeah. listeners. Y- y'all don't know. We might get a YouTube channel going. Y'all don't know what Here this for the Donuts is about search. to do. Y'all don't know. I have a really good technique. Um, the last one you read, I really want to hear it read in the voice of the character Kevin from The Office. <laughs> um, and the one before that was like positive. Uh-huh. I want, I feel like in an episode before you said that Drake makes you feel like he wants to take a bath with you. Yep. And something about this feels mm-hmm. very Drake-like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It yeah. feels like Drake should be like singing a song mm. while you're doing this review or he should be singing some parts of it. Drake, I know you're listening. Mm-hmm. And this hey, is a great parody for you to be a part of because there is something about your music that feels like you want the listener to be with you in a body of water also enrique iglesias yes 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 so just putting that out there enrique i know you're listening to here for the donuts so definitely need you to do this um we are at the end of our episode i hope you guys had some adulting tips we have more so we're gonna have to do some extras. While we're talking about reviews. Yep. We need reviews. We do need reviews. On our podcast. Yes. Um we can't you, we don't show up in searches for people. Mm-hmm. I recently found a podcast that I really like because somebody I knew was interviewed on it mm-hmm. that I had specifically searched for podcasts like that. And didn't, and didn't know it up. existed because it's new, like ours. Yeah. I mean, it's newer than ours. I think they have like five episodes. Yeah. And um, evidently, you don't come up in searches oh. if you don't have the right number of reviews. Mm. So we need y'all to please leave us some reviews. Yeah, we want the reviews. Mm-hmm. And if you write it well enough, you never know. You might get read on here. Mm-hmm. You know, we might put you to a Drake instrumental. You don't mm-hmm. know what's going to happen. Yep. There's a lot of good things that can happen. But Tell we us how we're changing your life. Yes. We would love your reviews on iTunes for our podcast. That would be great. Don't forget to perhaps. <laughs> uh, to perhaps continue adulting well. Making whatever your home is feel like home to you. Um, don't forget to remember that boxers get busy and sometimes you need to just wash them on the fly. Yeah. You gotta, th- you gotta wash them on the fly. <laughs> what, what else do you want our listeners to be sure they remember? Hmm. Don't 
donut forget to turn off the electricity Dough to a portion of forget. your house that you, you might be working on or somebody yeah. else might be working on. Mm -hmm. Don't forget to do that. And don't forget to review us and don't forget to listen to our next episode. See y'all soon. Here for the Donuts is produced by DJ Oak Diggy and recorded at Orange Fuzz Studios in Atlanta, Georgia. Shouting.